Welcome to All Are Welcome, an Evergreen Christian Church podcast. Today, we have a sermon for you. Please join us in listening. A reading from the book of Isaiah, chapter 64. Oh, that you would tear open the heavens and come down so that the mountains would quake at your presence. As when the fire kindles brushwood and the fire causes water to boil to make your name known to your adversaries so that the nations might tremble at your presence. When you did awesome deeds that we did not expect, you came down, the mountains quaked at your presence from ages past. No one has heard, no ear has perceived, no eye has seen any God besides you who works for those who wait for her. You meet those who gladly do right, those who remember you in your ways, but you were angry and we sinned because you hid yourself. We transgressed. We have all become like one who is unclean and all our righteous deeds are like a filthy cloth. We all fade like a leaf and our iniquities like the wind take us away. There is no one who calls on your name or attempts to take hold of you, for you have hidden your face from us and have delivered us into the hands of our iniquity. Yet, O Lord, you are our Father. We are like clay, and you are like our potter. We are all the work of your hand. Do not be exceedingly angry, O Lord, and do not remember iniquity forever. Now consider, we are all your people. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. The year 2020 has had as its refrain a series of unexpected events. An unexpected virus has turned life upside down. A series of, for many people, unexpected protests reached a peak. This is the culmination of 100 plus years of shortened life expectations for black and brown people due to state violence. But maybe the reaction and the size of the protests was unexpected. There have been unexpected ravaging wildfires. We kind of had an unexpected election process. We have had unexpected sorrow, but also unexpected joy. My life personally has been surrounded by both ends of the life cycle. People going home to see their creator, and people celebrating the birth of babies and announcements of pregnancies. So to keep up this refrain, we will celebrate the unexpected in this time of Advent. We will celebrate the unexpected. However, Advent is a time of expectant waiting, and it's only appropriate to point out that this refrain of unexpected events in 2020 was not fully unexpected and is still not fully unexpected. 
For instance, sometime in the mid-2000s, President Bush put together a pandemic task force. And sometime in the 2010s, President Obama warned that an airborne contagion or airborne virus was a global health threat and would be one of the most significantly crippling things that could help into the health and economy of the United States. And back when the virus was in China only, we saw how quickly it moved. We saw how dangerous it was. We saw the extreme measures that Wuhan and China had to take to contain the virus. And then we saw it spread through Europe. And we saw early cases in the United States, but it was all downplayed by many, many places. And after years and years of the death of black and brown people and the abuse of black and brown people at the hands of state authority, largely in society, after years and years of seeing black boys' names, black women's names in the news because they had been shot and killed while unarmed, after years and years of protest, it should be no surprise to see tired and agitated people stand up for themselves. And for years and years, we have been warned about the devastating effects of climate change. In fact, oil companies knew about the destruction of the ozone layer and the effects of climate change well before it was on the popular conscious and worked to bury that knowledge. And we were told that natural disasters would occur more frequently and happen with greater destruction, and yet we're surprised our world is literally burning around us. Maybe these events were unexpected for this time, but they were forewarned. Now, Advent is a time of expectant waiting. And yet, I will challenge us to sit in the unexpected of Advent, to know that even in our forewarning, we couldn't have known what it would be like. I think there's an adage, and if not, I'm now making it up. But I think there's an adage that goes something like, if you won't know what it's like until you try it, so with all the forewarning in the world, knowing the necessary precautions to get this virus under control, we wouldn't have known what social distancing and quarantining would be like until we actually went through it. We may have expected one thing. We may have expected many things, but even in our best formulated expectations, the feelings of going through it are still unexpected, and the unexpected still occurs. We could be told all day long about what it will feel like, but we won't know, really embodiedly know what it feels like until we go through it. And so it's become a year of expected unexpectedness kind of a year of waiting for the other shoe to drop, a year of 
knowing something's going to happen, but not quite what and what it'll be like when it does. The point is, even that which we could have expected, it's hit us in unexpected ways. Now, this might sound familiar to last week, but this passage in Isaiah is written by and for a people in exile and disarray. The people believe that God is punishing them for their sin by withholding God's face from them, by essentially abandoning them. Isaiah mourns the sins of his people. He says, all of us have become like one who is unclean, and all our righteous acts are like filthy rags. We all shrivel up like a leaf, and like the wind, our sins sweep us away. In this sinful nature, Isaiah postulates results in God's abandonment. Isaiah says, no one calls on your name or strives to lay hold of you, for you have hidden your face from us and have given us over to our sins. But the prophet Isaiah remembers a day when God's presence was with them. The prophet remembers a day in which they were shook by God. They were surprised by unexpected things. That you would rend the heavens and come down, that the mountain would tremble before you. As when fire sets twigs ablaze and causes water to boil, come down to make your name known to your enemies and cause the nations to quake before you. For when you did awesome things, we did not expect but yet now, Isaiah and his people are only met with the expected silence of God. Isaiah yearns for the time in which God shook the earth, that the presence of the divine overwhelmed them. Isaiah yearns for the unexpected things that God did. And Isaiah expects them to happen in a certain way. And Isaiah ends in hope. It's kind of a nostalgic hope for a return, but it ends with Isaiah reminding both God and Isaiah's people that their covenant is eternal, that they belong to a creator who made them. Isaiah proclaims, Yet you, Lord, are our father. We are the clay. You are the potter. We are all the work of your hand. Do not be angry beyond measure, Lord. Do not remember our sins forever. Oh, look on us, we pray, for we are all your people. Now, Isaiah's hope is met. Not in Isaiah's lifetime, but it is met but it's met in quite an unexpected way. God looks upon us. God dwells with us. But when God comes, it's not in Isaiah's nostalgic hope. It's not in Isaiah's expectation of shaking mountains. It does not make the people tremble as boiling water and twigs set a fire. The 
earth is not shattered asunder, but God comes as a child. A child, weak, vulnerable, crying. A child that can't feed itself. He can't clean himself. He is a child, a baby. God comes as a baby born in a lowly manger amongst animals. God comes as a child that becomes a refugee fleeing state violence. God comes in the form of a child that is vulnerable. Isaiah's hope is for God to turn God's face on God's people again. And Isaiah's expectation of hope was met just unexpectedly. God did a new thing. God surprised the world again. God gave us hope in the most unexpected way. Like Isaiah said, God came down and did an unexpected thing, acted in ways we did not expect. It was not Isaiah's nostalgic hope of trembling foes and a shattered earth, but it was an unexpected hope that lies within a vulnerable baby. Unexpected hope in a Savior who dies. Advent is a time of expectant waiting. It's a time to know what is to come, but to wait for it to be fulfilled. To know there is hope for the world. And to wait for Jesus who is our hope for the world. I pray in this Advent season you reflect back upon this year of expected unexpectedness and find what your sources of unexpected hope were. And I pray in this Advent season you find ways to be unexpected hope for others. And I pray for you in your expectant waiting that Jesus Christ disrupts your life and gives you hope in unexpected ways. Amen.